Fantastic. So shout out to my coworker Todd. He let me borrow an album that he had. It's uh, called Lenny White Presents the Adventures of the Astral Pirates. <laughs> and it's uh, Lenny lit. White is this is this jazz drummer. Um, and this came out in 1978. I'm probably not right. Sometime in, in the past. <laughs> in the past. And uh, it's really cool. So there's not a lot of vocals on it. It's just like a jazz album. But like the vinyl. So you open up the vinyl mm-hmm. and um, it's a story. It's like kind of like a comic book where there's like nine chapters and there's a, a uh, picture description for each chapter. And then literally like a story that you read along with as you're listening to the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like a... That's very interesting. I've never heard of It's super cool. Um, and I was reading it. There's like an intro song where like things are ramping up. And I was reading along with it. And I like kind of had an idea about how long each track was. So I tried to time my, my reading mm-hmm. to like... To, to where I was, uh, the album was. Yeah. And then somehow I magically started reading chapter two right when the second song hit and it comes in like super quick. Like it, it's like set, it's like the opening action scene of the story. Uh-huh. And it just like it clicked in my mind. So I had this like dopamine hit of yeah. like being in this story. And the story is <laughs> very basic and comic booky. Basically, there are these astral pirates that are hunting for a MacGuffin mm-hmm. and they steal it from these bad pirates. And then they like make the jump to warp speed and they end up on a planet with like these weird warlord aliens. Yeah. And they're like, they lost the MacGuffin. They're trying to find it. And then there's like a dark Thanos type character that is wanting the MacGuffin to do all the cosmic energy in the universe to like kill everything. <laughs> and then through the MacGuffin, the astral pirates and the, the warlords, um, discover like music and then they all are like free spirits and they all have like a huge orgy mm-hmm. <laughs> together and then they all get in their ships and they do this epic space battle against um wow the the bad guy and the bad guy has a it's called a uh, a heavy metal monster <laughs> and it's like this half human half robot that like feels sad <laughs> so they like empathize with the robot and the robot drops the the shields and uh <laughs> allows the astral pirates to blow up the bad guy and then they just like zoom off on their own adventure oh at goodness. the end of it and it's all this like really funky like jazz album playing <laughs> as it's going I've along i've got to hear this i've got to see Dude. this and it's <laughs> the sticker on the album. It's six bucks. I'm like, this is amazing. It's a lot. Like this for is six bucks. so freaking cool. Um, yeah, it's just that it was a really cool experience. I haven't had an album experience like that. I really want to check like, this out. <laughs> um, yeah, if you can find it on like an LP, like holding it and reading along is really cool. Okay. But I'm sure you could find the story in the pictures um, okay. online as well. Okay, I will uh, look yeah, for that. Lenny, Lenny White presents uh, The Adventures of Astral Pirates. That's funny. You know, that made me think about, so I've never heard of anyone making like a visual, like in the exact way you're describing, where you actually have like a physical mm-hmm. book that you're like looking at while you're going mm-hmm. through them. Obviously, you know, lots of artists make like visual things to go along with their albums a lot now that's like a thing yeah. a lot of artists do these days um first thing that came to my mind was kind of what beyonce did for lemonade when it came out like she released like mm-hmm. this like this like hbo produced like 
just long ass music video thing basically for like the whole mm-hmm. album when it came out for people to watch and flea foxes did that last year with sure where like uh, he has mm-hmm. he had his brother like film a bunch of just stuff throughout the country like during quarantine and stuff to people to like watch mm-hmm. when they were listening to the album for the first time and stuff mm-hmm. like that and coldplay did that a few years ago with ghost stories mm-hmm. where they had a visualization thing uh uh, yeah. by this artist that put all the stuff together so that, that I, I i'm aware of like p- people artists having like a little visual thing to go along but i've mm-hmm. never heard of like a comic book that's a pretty cool idea yeah. i uh yeah i had this idea back in college where it's basically the same thing but like a children's book like basically it'd be a children's story and uh, like i would make music to go along with the children's story and i always thought you could like just play it and you could like read the, the story aloud to like your kid um and then, you know, I was like, that'd be hard. <laughs> I haven't done anything with it. So to like find something that like basically does that and it be as like wacky and cool as it is. That sounds like, awesome. I, yeah. w- I want to check this yeah, out. It's cool. Check it out. out. Check it out. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the album back to you soon. I promise. But hopefully not before I come visit you and then I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I lost it. Oh, found it. <laughs> oh, what? I found it and I bought you another copy. <laughs> There we go. Um, yeah. So that's cool. So what, what, what inspired you? What, so you my art of the week, week is I finally watched Death Proof this week. Yeah. <laughs> I finally watched. It's the only Quentin Tarantino movie I'd never seen before. I had mentioned last week or on the Kill, Kill Bill episode we released um, that uh, I had just seen like the ending before. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like the last ten minutes or so of the movie, and so I didn't have any context of what it was about, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but after us talking about it um, for the Kill Bill episode, it was kind of my mind is like, okay, I want to just go ahead and try to watch this movie. So I watched it on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. I remember texting you afterwards, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, yeah. and then I said, but the last fifteen min- minutes makes like the whole thing worth it, is what I said. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again because I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of liked that movie. I kind of liked right? this movie. Like I don't know what it is. And so I watched it again the, the next day, the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Nah, this movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> this movie's awesome. Uh, it's it's but yeah. it takes a second because it's it's odd. It's odd. It is yeah. It's it, it is very. It's an odd yeah. movie, and because you know that grindhouse genre we were talking about, you know, he's mm-hmm. pulling from movies that were made in like the seventies, late sixties and stuff that were low budget in their production, mm-hmm. and so there's like mistakes that were made, well, not mistakes, but there's like budget limitations on what they could actually do. And so they had yeah. to be creative and like work around like what they could do to like have the effect mm-hmm. they were kind of going for. But also it was, a lot mm-hmm. of it was like kind of amateurish. And so mm-hmm. all of that was happening. And so Quentin Tarantino is trying to basically kind of replicate that, but with like this big mm-hmm. budget and he does know what he's doing. And mm-hmm. so you'll see like jump cuts or like the same lines like said over each other mm-hmm. and like audio visual like miss misalignment yeah that doesn't sync up and it, which is all intentional and he's, he's going for that and even the structure mm-hmm. of the movie itself is that where it's like you know like his movies or maybe like with a lot of his movies they're not always like a linear story that's being told mm-hmm. but with this it's like there's usually like the concept of similar to what we were talking about in die hard the vengeance the three-act structure right Mm-hmm. Or you set up the characters and who they are, 
and then you have the center of the movie, which is like where the conflict arises, and they go through that for a bit, and then there's resolution near the end. What happens because of mm-hmm. all that? Where this movie, the structure is, it's really just two parts. Yeah, it's. I was just thinking that it's kind of like four parts almost. Yeah, it could because be. it's like it's two distinct halves, but like each half, it's literally just like setup and then payoff. Payoff. Yeah. 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 And then you do that twice. It's really it's movie. it's kind of two movies, kind of. It's, yeah, yeah. It almost feels like a like a movie and then a sequel. Yeah, to that movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really cool after watching it twice, and I really liked the soundtrack, and I thought mm-hmm. the ending was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I thought the ending was was really. It made like the whole thing where it makes me laugh when i watched the second time i was just laughing my ass right so funny um um yeah i love how the second half of the movie um takes place in tennessee like the highways of in lebanon in lebanon tennessee yeah Yeah, and and like i drove past christian and i we we met in college in tennessee so like we we know those like roads yeah and we 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 know like that land like how that landscape Mm -hmm. looks and i was like man that's pretty accurate. Yep. Yep. Man. Uh, and so that was cool. And like on a, on, you know, also this movie came out also in 2007, same year as Die Hard with a Vengeance. And a Mary, mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in this movie too, um, mm-hmm. which was, which was cool. And I just found out yeah. that she was in this movie maybe like a few months ago. I saw some interview that she did. And there was like, so what was yeah. it like working with Quentin Tarantino? I was like, she was in a Quentin Tarantino movie. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I went, so that was interesting. And, and, um, and uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on her name. Rosario Dawson, she's in it. She's great. Mm-hmm. And Zoe Bell just plays herself in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> she's a stunt woman. Um, but it was it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, Kurt Russell is just fantastic. Yeah. As uh, I think he's just credited as like the driver, right? Or he's credited as uh, uh, the, uh, the wheelman. Stunt man Mike wasn't it? Stunt man Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think stunt man Mike. Dude, yeah. Like he. Oh, God, he he is enjoying himself like playing that part. You can you can tell he's just having a great time. Yeah, we might have to do and, a uh, we might have to do an episode on this. Maybe we'll do like one Quentin Tarantino movie every season or something. Something like that. Eventually, yeah. we'll get around. No, to Death it. Proof is a Death Proof is the movie Tarantino fans haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and I recommend you see it if you like his other stuff. Yeah, he says it's his worst movie, mm-hmm. which. It's kind of like intentionally it, is where it's, it's supposed to, that's the thing. It's supposed yeah. to be like a mess kind of, that's like the point yeah. of it. Um, yeah, which I've th- got, I've got a very controversial opinion. Um, of some of my friends, uh, I've mentioned to them before that, uh, I think death proof is like top three of Tarantino's <laughs> filmography. And, uh, I think Inglorious bastards is like one of his worst movies. Wow. Yeah. You had mentioned that yeah, a lot of people, I think on the Kill Bill that. episode, I think, yeah. <laughs> but basically to anyone listening, I think Inglorious bastards is, is too much for a movie, but too little for like a series. So like everything about it is fantastic. Like the acting and the story is interesting. Uh, you know, every, every technical aspect is wonderful, but it's, it's too much story for a movie. And I feel like it could have been expanded a bit more and been like a four hour movie and it would have worked much better. I do see what you're saying. I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying in regards to that. Yeah. If you had to, everyone thinks I'm just dumb. What are your top, so what are your top three? What are your top three? Top three Tarantino. Um, I really, really love the hateful eight actually. I don't know. I'm not intentionally being 
a hipster <laughs> or contrarian. People, I don't know. People hate you. You're like you like yeah. hateful eight and death proof. What is wrong with you? I like hateful eight <laughs> and death proof. Probably Pulp Fiction. Uh, but I also really really enjoy Django. Like Django's great. Um, I have not seen Jackie Brown, but I need to. Yeah. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood it was a lot of fun, but I need to watch it again. But yeah, if I was to just say top three, it would probably be Hateful and uh, Death Proof and Pulp Fiction. Interesting. Yeah, not in that order necessarily, but like my f- in the top half. My favorite is is Pulp Fiction, which I kind of just decided on this past week because we've been we did. Mm-hmm. We did a Tarantino movie last week, and, yeah. and now we're talking about Death Proof now, and so Death it's been kind of on my mind, yeah. and I watched Pulp Fiction as well this week, because um, yeah. I was just in a Tarantino mood uh, lately, yeah. and um, I was thinking about, I was like, if I could only, if, if I had the choice of watching like Pulp Fiction or mm-hmm. Kill Bill, and like it was like the, there was, you were going to be stranded on a desert island or whatever, and you had to choose mm-hmm. between like the two... Or like you could mm-hmm. never watch any other movie again. Like what? What if you could never watch any movie ever again? Like what movie would it be? And I said, pulp, yeah. I was thinking. I was just, this is a conversation I'm having in my mind. <laughs> it would be, uh, <laughs> be, uh, it would be Pulp Fiction. I think. I think that's probably yeah. actually my favorite movie. I said Spotlight before, but I was like, this because Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. is like everything. It's like every yeah, movie yeah. It is a little bit of everything all in once. Yeah. It's like it's like funny. It's scary. It's the thriller. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's all that's it's, it's yeah. the music is great. There's like. A, dance scene it's like it has everything it has mm-hmm. everything in it mm-hmm. um which is cool um, that's good pulp fiction's that's one good. then Django's a close second and then uh, uh pro- all right do you agree or disagree with C- christian and i's <laughs> rankings hit us up on social media yeah and tune or whatever and email us some of you know where we live so uh yeah come yell at us <laughs> From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. Here's what else you need to know today. To reach us, email us at hahahafantasticpodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Actually, see you next week.